Welcome back to Draft Bass. Week one's in the books already. Oh my god, it came and went so quick. It was just a young week and then it's gone. And now we got to wait till Thursday for a game that looks like it's going to be uh, weird. Uh, yeah, Thursday's Bengals Browns. That's going to, I'm at least looking forward to it. I don't know about everybody else, but I am. Um, well, because I am hoping that the Browns can turn around. Uh, so we'll get into that game in a little bit. But, yes, today we are reviewing the week one games. We're also going to talk a little bit about fantasy football waiver wires. Guys, you might want to pick up for your fantasy team and put in your waiver claims, maybe some fab money. Um, anyway, so, yeah, let's go get right into it. Week one is over. We already talked about the Texans and the, the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way. Right off the bat, Raiders-Carolina went exactly how I was kind of expecting. I thought the Raiders' defense would put up a little bit more of a fight. Uh, but dude, each team scored at least 30 points. Uh, I, I, I'm not shocked that Josh Jacobs went bananas. If you follow me on the TikTok or the Instagram, you know, I posted a video or the YouTube. I posted a video talking about this where I said the bet. One of my favorite DFS plays was Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones. And nonetheless, Josh Jacobs, 30 points, man, rocked it out. So, uh, yeah, apparently I was good for DFS for other people. I don't know. Um, and I, I did win in one game on DFS. I actually kind of washed out. Uh, so, anyway, uh, yeah, so Raiders, Carolina, Josh Jacobs, awesome player. Uh, off That offensive line is good. By the way, Derek Brown, man. Derek Brown got some real push. I, You know what? Like, there was a lot of talk in the draft how he won't be a good pass rusher. He's just going to be a solid dude. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm starting to realize maybe that, that got a little bit uh, pumped up a little too much on uh, on the, the analytics crowd, if you will. By the way, I am part, I, I think we're all part of the analytics crowd. Analytics just means you are using your brain to analyze what you were seeing. Like, I don't I – don't, I, people always complain about analytics. Analytics is just, uh, it's just a tool. It's not the whole – it's not the whole spiel, if you will. So, yeah, uh, that one, I, I called the win there by the Raiders. Uh, I did not expect it to be 64 points combined. That was I, I, that was a little bit more shocking. Uh, Ravens, Browns, uh, I just want to touch on this really quick because I think it kind of gave me a little bit of agita slash diarrhea. Uh, but keep in mind, like, Browns fans act like this is the, the sky is falling. This is week one. You had a team that went 14 and two last year. Yes, we beat the Browns. Beat the Ravens last year in Week Four. Week Four, right? Uh, with a new coaching staff and an off season and everything, you know, you got to realize that things happen. Like, and we and they played them well last year. You got a new defensive coordinator. You got a lot of new pieces on the back end, uh, especially in the safety room. Uh, Browns had a lot of things going against them. It was not, you know, it, you know, a shortened off season, an inability to, you know, do OTAs. You know, you have a rookie head coach. Uh, you know, now everybody's on the same page for the offense and the defense. The defense gave up a bunch of points. It wasn't like it was just the offense. Everybody's talking about Baker Mayfield screwing up, and he did have some moments there that he was probably kind of wants to take those back. Lamar Jackson was good through some. I think that was maybe Lamar Jackson's best game I've ever seen him play. So not for nothing. You know, Lamar Jackson's got consistency around him. Third year in his offense. Uh, you know, you got a defense that has a lot of consistency on the, at least at the corner position, right, with Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Marcus Peters. So you got those guys playing in there. They upgraded on the D-line, right? They got Calais Campbell, Derek Wolfe going along with Brandon Williams. So, honestly, uh, you have an improved team that went 14-2 and last year going up against a team with a new head coach and a new defensive coordinator 
And, you know, maybe that was one of the reasons why I was a little bit more against getting rid of Wilkes last year, because I felt like at least you had some consistency, like, if you kept the same D coordinator. But, you know what? It is what it is at this point. So, we'll move on, right? Uh, you know, like, Baker, I think he'll I think he'll improve. Again, it took, it took Matt Ryan a whole season to get this offense. It took, you know, uh, and it took, you know, Kirk Cousins at least a quarter of a season to finally understand and kind of start getting his his mind around this offense. And that was with an offseason, both of those guys. And those guys, nobody would tell you that those quarterbacks are bad. So why is everybody freaking out, out about Baker Mayfield? Oh, we, he made the wrong read here. Yeah, I remember, uh, you remember Matt Ryan's first year with Kyle Shanahan's offense? Dude, he threw a lot of picks that year. He had a lot of, now a lot of it was bad interception luck, and Baker's had that over the years. Odell dropped a couple balls. Uh... Listen, Odell will bounce back. Baker will bounce back. They're both good players. I, I'm, I'm expecting that. Ravens did really well. Ravens are a good team, uh, and they're able to beat you many different ways, and it just worked for them. J.K. Dobbins made a really good appearance. I am very confused and conflicted fantasy-wise about that backfield. Uh, I like J.K. Dobbins. I think he should have a role. I think he should be the lead back. He played the most snaps in that game, but that was because they kind of had the lead. They were kind of running away with it. I'm not quite sure what we could take away from that game. It reminds me of last year when Baltimore beat the the Ravens. It was just not Baltimore beat the Ravens. Baltimore beat the Dolphins, where you really couldn't get a full gauge of what was going on there uh, after Week One. So let's bounce to the next game. Chargers Bengals. Watched this game uh, quite a bit. Uh, Man, it was like a, a tale of two offenses that just didn't want to move the ball. Uh, I don't even think the defenses on either side were all that great. Uh, and Joe Mixon coughed up a fumble. Uh, Joe Burrow played okay. Uh, both those teams have really bad offensive lines. I was actually kind of more impressed with uh, with Tyrod Taylor. Not Tyrod Taylor, because I actually don't think Tyrod did much. Uh, you know, you saw a little bit of play from Keenan Allen. A lot of play from Mike Williams. That was the guy who I thought would actually be very good in that offense. I think I talked about that a few times where I thought Mike Williams was the better of the two receivers for this offense for what Tyrod does, just because he's got that, he's going to be the deep ball guy, and that's kind of what Tyrod does best is throw the deep ball to the guy who's going to be open downfield. And Mike Williams, you know, he's open even when he's not open. He's just an elk. So, uh, you know what? I, I got to say, uh, I, I think I understand what their plan is. I don't know what I got out of it because Zach Taylor is a ham sandwich playing a head coach position. The defense was so vanilla for the, the Bengals. Uh, you know, Reader was good and was kind of helping them stop the run, and then Reader went out for a bit, and then, dude, you just could run on them all day long if Reader wasn't playing. So, uh, you know what? Chargers, good on you for getting the win. Bengals were leading that game, though, so I wasn't wrong when I called them to possibly win it. They were leading that game the whole time, and then it was like – Zach Taylor just doesn't want to try. I don't get how you keep this guy as a head coach for the whole year. I don't. I don't get that. Idea. Like, that team is so talented. All great pieces. And, like, the coaching staff is just yuck. Okay, let's move on. Uh, we're going to touch on Pittsburgh, New York. Everybody saw that game. Uh, watched it. Deontay Johnson coughed up a fumble, but, man, he got 10 targets in that game. Looks like he's going to be an intricate part of that offense. Juju Smith-Schuster's back. Big Ben is back. James Conner went out with an injury. In came Benny Snell. Benny Snell coughed up a fumble. Then came in Jalen Samuels. He really is not a good running back. He's more of a H-back, uh, which is uh, you know, kind of more of like a, a quasi-tight end fullback kind of guy. Slot receiver mixed combo. Uh, gadget dude, if you will. So I, I, that was an interesting game. I liked watching it. It was, uh, you know, Daniel Jones 
showed some very good things, showed some really bad things. Um, threw a threw a pick to Cam Hayward in the end zone. Uh, or Ray, I, I guess it was down at the one at one point. So, I you know like you could have just threw it away. You were out of the pocket. I didn't get that move either. Granted, Dupree kind of caught him. Uh, that offensive line. The interior guys are decent. I'm kind of okay. Like, I like Zeitler and Hernandez. I think Thomas will be fine in the future. Right tackle, I'm more worried about, which, you know, you saw in that game why right tackle is kind of a worrisome position for them. Uh, Receiving-wise, Darius Slayton did really well for the Giants. Sterling Shepard had a couple of catches, but Darius Slayton was the star in that show last night. He was the only guy who really looked like he came up to show up. Barkley okay like you know like this is the problem with taking a running back top five if you're not like totally set at every other position it's it's a luxury pickup if you will and offensive line couldn't get push you know you tried to throw to him a little bit it was it was a weird system it was a weird set i don't know i'm not a huge fan of the i'm not i'm not looking into seeing the giants doing very well giants defensive line and the front five guys right with golden and Fackrell, I think those guys are solid. The D tackles are solid. Leonard Williams got a sack last night. Um, I'm not a huge, I, I'm not a huge believer as much anymore in the Steelers' offensive line. But you know, Benny Snell made some good moves. He was kind of getting pushed quite a bit. Uh, they definitely scheme up their guys very well. Like I said, Juju's back. Deontay Johnson looks like he's going to be a star in that offense. Even James Washington looks like he could be a solid third receiver for him. I'm not too excited about the tight ends there. They both played the same amount of snaps, so I'm not overly eager. You know, fantasy-wise about their tight end room. Uh, let's bounce on. Denver versus the Titans. That was last night's game, the last game. Um, saw some good things. Fant looked amazing, right? Noah Fant. Uh, Melvin Gordon looked solid, looked fast, like he was shot out of a cannon, then he fumbled the ball. So I'm not quite sure what's going on with him. Uh, him and Philip Lindsay kind of split the snaps quite a bit. In fact, I thought I saw Philip Lindsay out there a lot more than I saw Melvin Gordon. That was even before the fumble. Uh Jerry Judy looked good. So, uh, you know, he had a couple of drops. He, you know, I, I mentioned it before. He reminds me of Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, that kind of receiver. And, you know, he, dude gets open, man. That's what he did really well when he was at uh, Alabama. I think he'll continue to do that well. I'm still not entirely sold on Locke, but Locke made a couple of good plays. I'm not going to say I hate Locke. I think Locke is going to be a solid quarterback uh, if they can kind of scheme him up very well. It kind of reminds me of Josh Allen, to be honest. Uh, we'll have some amazing plays, and we'll have some boneheaded plays, throws into weird coverages. Uh, he had, the one touchdown, the the touchdown throw he had last night was amazing. Uh, cross his body into, you know, I, I kind of I liked a lot what I saw from. Uh, I, I like a lot what I saw from Fant. Definitely looks like he's lining up in the right spot now. Uh, athletic, he blew up that game partially, so I, I like what I saw from Fant. Uh, Titans-wise, Corey Davis made an appearance, and he said, hey, yo, I'm supposed to be the lead receiver here, not A.J. Brown, and it showed, man. He was he was a dynamic player on that offense. I think that was the takeaway that I got from the Titans was that the lead receiver in that receiving core is still Corey Davis. Uh, Jonu Smith was highly involved. They they liked scheming him up quite a bit. They did play around with a lot of the tight ends, but Jonu Smith, they would run him around. They would do some screen passes to him. I kind of like what I saw from Jonu Smith. Derrick Henry was Derrick Henry doing the Derrick Henry thing. Uh, offensive line was still getting solid push, but again, like, you know, Denver Broncos are severely hurting right now. Losing a lot of pieces on that uh, on that line. Also, the cornerback room, A.J. Bouye went down halfway through the game uh, for for the Broncos. On the other side, Adoree Jackson was put on IR for the next few weeks, so he won't be there. 
Uh, you know, that, Malcolm Butler played solid, but again, like it was a lot of, you know, was it the chicken or the egg? Was it the uh, a meh situation at offense versus a meh situation at defense? It was a very low-scoring game. Uh, not much else to take away from it. You know, A.J. Brown looked like he was almost silent most of the night. So let's move on to the next spot, right? Uh, Bucks saints that was a, a fun game. Uh, that, that you know, looked pretty good uh, for the most part. The Saints defense got a pick six, so Jameis Winston, you're not the only one who played for the Sa uh, Tampa Bay who kept on throwing pick sixes. Now it's Tom Brady. Uh, uh, overall... I think Tom will improve in the Tampa Bay offense. I think, you know, the running back situation, I think it's Ronald Jones who's leading that backfield. Uh, I, I did not see much from Leonard Fournette that made me think he's going to take that job away. LaShawn McCoy neither. Uh, I think it's Ronald Jones' backfield. So the guys who got Ronald Jones, I mean, not like he did much either. Not like he did a, like an extreme amount over the other two guys, but he did a lot more than those two guys. Um, and was definitely more involved. Now it might change as we go forward, but I still think Ronald Jones is the guy there. Uh... Godwin, Gronk, I, I, I think this is a team that will continue to develop. Uh, there was a fight between Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans again. They just don't seem to get along for some reason. I guess seeing each other twice a year, it's like a extended family kind of deal. Uh, Drew Brees is still Drew Brees, doing Drew Brees things. Um, he's got, you know, I actually like the addition of Manuel Sanders. I said that. I think Manuel Sanders is a good pickup for this offense. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas uh, went down with an injury, so you know, keep an eye on that. Uh, Kamara was the was again the, the kind of the 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 leader leader in kind of getting some points for this offense as well. Constantly making moves, had two touchdowns in the first half. Uh, had a third one at the end of the game that was taken away. I think everybody was a little annoyed by that that he uh, that he stepped out of bounds at the one uh, on the goal line. I think the Saints were just trying to run up the score at that point. I'm um, just trying to make the, uh, you know, make, make Tampa Bay welcome to town, Tampa. This is what we do. Uh, Jared Cook made a lot of good plays, too. I actually kind of liked what I saw from Jared Cook. Uh, looks like, you know, if there's any issue about Michael Thomas showing up, Jared Cook would probably be, uh, you know, even getting a more of an increased role. Uh, and like I said, Sanders did really well as well. Um, outside of that, let's move to uh, O.J. Howard, I think, got a touchdown, too. That was kind of fun seeing him involved in, in an offense. It was like, wow, I didn't even I forgot you were on the Buccaneers. Uh, Pats Miami, welcome back, Cam Newton. Your dreams were your ticket out, and you ended up with uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, did a lot of zone read, read option kind of stuff. Uh, Cam got two touchdowns, did a little bit of running. Fantasy-wise, like Cam for the uh, short-term future. Uh, receiving core, I mean, Nikhil Harry fumbled the ball, kind of helped keep the game kind of competitive. Uh, Edelman kind of started bouncing into this game a little bit. A lot of uh, slot throws from Cam to Edelman. Didn't you know? I, again, I, I I'm not like I faded Edelman quite a bit. I still don't know if long term I feel comfortable with Edelman. I don't know how I feel about anybody on the Patriots offense anymore except maybe Cam Newton. Um, just because Cam will take it on his back and go. Kind of playing with a suspect, you know, defense still. Even though yes, I like Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, but there's you know. It, Xavier Howard didn't really play, you know, didn't have much of an offseason coming off an injury. Uh, Byron Jones is a new guy. You're kind of like, you know, you have to kind of kind of temper your expectations offensively for Miami. 
man, I'm not overly eager about uh, Fitzpatrick-led offenses. Like, this is just what he'll do to you. Uh, they ran a lot of spread offense with Miles Gaskin as the lead running back for a little bit, and I guess that didn't really work out for them. This game should have been over sooner, to be honest, but eh, it is what it is. Uh, Eagles-Washington, right? Uh, wow, who thought Washington was going to win that? I, by the way, I don't remember. There was definitely somebody on uh, Brenda's show who, I, by the way, if you're tuning into this, on Thursdays at 6 o'clock, I'm on FaceTime with FaceMirror. I guest on that. I co-host sometimes. We, get, we do interviews, and uh, I, I would totally go ahead and check that out. I'll put a link to it in, in the comments to where her spot is. Uh, go ahead and check it out because she gets a whole, she has a whole bunch of shows on her stuff. Uh, but we did the picks for last week, and this was one that a lot of people got wrong. And that's also a team that's a lot of Washington fan. It's a it's a show that has a lot of Washington fans. So I think they're all very happy. I got to eat crow when I go on that show this week. Uh, you know that offensive line for the Eagles, man. That they've been injured quite a bit. That defensive line for Washington is really good. Scary good. It's reminiscent of the 49ers last year. Uh, now the question is, can the offense take advantage of it? Dwayne Haskins showed quite a bit. I actually kind of like what I saw from Dwayne Haskins year two. So, you know, I I kind of like what I'm seeing from the dude. He's got good chemistry with Terry McLaurin. He's got good chemistry with the rest of the guys in the offense. The offensive line I'm still questionable about. But, you know, uh, Javon Hargrave didn't play in this game for uh, the Eagles. I don't think that made that much of a difference. Um and Derek Barnett. They were, they were missing a lot of pieces of the Eagles. I, I you know, still, I, I, I kind of like, you know, Dallas, Dallas Goddard was like the leader of this team uh, for the Eagles. You know, got a touchdown, 100 yards. You know, Dallas Goddard, man, solid pickup. I I had him ranked like kind of relatively high, like at least compared to a lot of other people. I had him like in my top 10 for tight ends just because I thought he was a safe pick at tight end. Um starting to remind me that, like, pass catcher-wise, always go for the safe guys. Running backs, you go for the high upside. Uh, all right, so let's go uh, Eagles-Washington. I don't know what else really to take away from that. Sean Jackson didn't really do much. Terry McLaurin had an okay day, but not a great day. Uh, it really seems like, you know, we'll see more from both of these teams, I think, going forward. Uh, you know, there was no, no Miles Sanders. He was called out right before. So, uh, and also... Washington football, your running back situation's kind of weird. J.D. McKissick, uh, Gibson, Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber, I think, what, got two touchdowns? Dear God, man, you got to calm down. Hey, who loves this Peyton Barber guy? Now, congratulations, Peyton Barber, for being solid and being your Peyton Barber self. Uh, Detroit versus the Bears. Detroit Lions versus the Bears. Uh, man, I don't know. How does Matt Patricia still have a job still? This is another guy who I'm kind of like, your defense coordinator None of your guys seem to really work out. Justin Coleman goes down now. That was their best corner that was left. Uh, so they're going to be a, a, a sieve on off, on defense. Offensively, though, still like Matt Stafford. Uh, running back-wise, like Adrian Peterson. It's such a weird combination of Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift, by the way, dropped the touchdown in the end zone. So now everybody's pissed at DeAndre Swift. But that's, you know, rookie first game. Like, come on. He also got a touchdown earlier on in the game, too. So don't hate on him too much. No Kenny Galladay for this game. That was kind of a big deal. Uh, Bears, Mitch Trubisky, you saw the good, you saw the bad, you saw the ugly from Trubisky, but he led him to a fourth-quarter win on this uh, on this lovely, lovely uh, Sunday. So I, I don't know. Like I said before, I think I'd rather Mitch Trubisky as my quarterback because there's some upside there compared to Nick Foles, and you kind of saw it in that game. 
Um, defensively, they didn't have Robert Quinn. They had Khalil Mack. They had a lot of other pieces there. They seem to be okay at defense. I'm not, you know, you'd ex- I was expecting a lot more from them. Um, Colts Jaguars. Uh, this was an upset game that nobody picked. Jags beat the Colts. I I said before that offensive line might be sneaky good because I think, I think, Colts defensive line is really good. I'm just not really good. I think at least semi good. I think it's like in the top fifteen. So. But what I do think, though, is the Jaguars' offensive line, when you look at Cam Robinson, Jawan Taylor, you know, both relatively, you know, both second-round picks who have, I think, developed quite a bit. You know, Cam Robinson's coming off an ACL, but he had a, fir- a good first year. He started kind of coming along at the end of last year. I think overall, like four out of five spots, I feel really solid with with uh, Jaguars' offensive line. Um, Colts, you know, Philip Rivers did Philip Rivers stuff, right? He just, you know, he'll win you a game, he'll lose you the game throw a couple picks, get a couple touchdowns. Naeem Hines was electric. Marlon Mack went down with an Achilles tear. He's out for the season. So for those of you who spent like a top four-round pick on Jonathan Taylor, uh, who wasn't starting that game but did show quite a bit, uh, you got an early welcome to, hey, you might actually win your league because I don't know if that was really the brightest decision in the world. But, dude, now that Marlon Mack went down, I think he's going to be – I think Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. I think I grabbed Naeem Hines. He's going to be on my waiver – comments on this one as well those two guys might help win you a league this year so listen i I, no one expected marlon mack to go down with an achilles tear uh we'll see what ends up happening with him and his career going forward but now you got jonathan taylor and naeem hines in that backfield we'll see what ends up happening with them uh james robinson played pretty solid uh lavisca chenault Welcome to the NFL, man. I love that guy in the draft. I'm happy to see he basically replaced E.D. Westbrook. He said, nah, this is my job, dude, and just took it over. And I got to say, man, I like LaVisca Chanel. I like what I saw him coming out of college. He's going to be on my waiver side of this as well. Um, kind of has that Sammy Watkins-esque kind of like look to him, kind of roll to him. Can, can kind of do a lot of things that Kansas City does with Sammy Watkins, where he, you know, jet sweeps, kind of has a running back build for a wide receiver. Just He's going to be injury prone, so you'll you'll be happy with him until he gets injured. But man, dude, uh, good hands. I you know he got touchdown in this game. I, I like I, I really do like Lavisca Chenault. So and I liked him in the draft. He fell because of injury. Fell to the second round. Seems to be the the Jaguars' way. Get the guys who fall to the second round. Um, where are we at with the Seahawks and the Falcons? I was, you know, I thought the Falcons would win this one. Uh, they just did not show up as much. Uh. Overall, it was really the offense couldn't do anything, which was weird because that defense is not exactly the best defense in the world. And it showed because Calvin Ridley got point, Matt Ryan got stuff. You know, it was – but they were still having a hard time moving the ball quite a bit. Russell Gage got like 10 targets. I'm, I'm, I don't know how I feel about the Falcons. Um, Todd really didn't do a whole lot more um, – Maybe this is going to be like, you know, Todd Gurley's not the elite guy anymore. He's kind of a little bit less than the elite guy. It's okay. We can live with it. He'll still be solid. I think that offensive line, you know, the offensive line wasn't bad, though. So we'll, we'll see going forward. I think maybe, you know, as we uh, get further into the season, I think we'll see more from it. Keep in mind, again, week one of the, the NFL season, uh, you know, it, it – it was a high-scoring game. Like all the other points total, like Seahawks had 38 points. Dear God, 38 points. Woo! And then Falcons had 25, but it was basically game. You know, they were just kind of cheesing them on at that point. Uh, 
Jets Bills. This was kind of a mismatch. Uh, I feel bad for the Jets. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's out with a hamstring. It's a little hamstring for a lot of people who took him like in the fourth round in a lot of drafts, but he'll be back I think in a couple weeks. Uh, that's the expectation according to Adam Gase. So maybe he'll miss a game or two, but he'll be back relatively, uh, you know, soon enough. You know, not horrible enough where you know a guy missing two games is going to totally destroy your your season. And again, he was a fourth round pick in a lot of drafts. Uh, not liking everything that I'm seeing from the Jets right now. Again, you know, you got a new offensive line, pretty much completely new. Um, they didn't play horrible though. Uh, they just don't have like enough pieces there on offense and defensively. They don't have enough there either. By the way, defense made a lot of plays anyway. Josh Allen coughed up two fumbles. What the heck's going on with him? Uh, John Brown still, I think, uh, you know, like I was saying before, I think sneaky wise, John Brown was kind of the the sneaky play in fantasy to grab because I think there was probably a little bit closer room between him and Stephon Diggs as far as their roles in that offense. Uh, and they, you know, already built in chemistry uh, between John Brown and. Jonathan Allen, John and John, uh, Josh Allen. Why well, am I say Jonathan Allen? That's the the D tackle for for Washington. By the way, just reminding you that Washington has a very deep D line. Um, Packers Vikings, right? Uh, oh, by the way, Zach Moss rookie got touchdown in that game. I think they're going to be utilizing both of those running backs in different ways. Uh, Singletary and Moss both can catch balls out of the backfield, so I think you know, you'll see a lot more going forward with those guys both being on the field. You can line them up in a lot of different spots. So I, I like both of those running backs, and that's why I kind of always felt weird with that backfield, but I do like Singletary. I do like that offensive line. Um, Josh Allen tried to carry the, the team on his back a little bit too much and, and caused fumbles for that. But luckily, he was playing the Jets, so it didn't really matter. Um, Packers-Vikings. Who said Aaron Rodgers was in a run-first offense? Because, dude, yo, I don't know if you saw this, man. Rodgers put up. Four touchdowns, over 300 yards, man. This guy, I, you know, I remember like, people were letting him follow the ninth and tenth round of line drafts. Like, yo, he was, he was decorate last year, dude. It's Aaron Rodgers, man. Marquis Valdez Scantling had a couple of long touchdowns. You had Devontae Adams. You had Alan Lazard. You know, that game was such a big bluff of a game. The running back situation, I mean, it's kind of always been a question mark there, right? Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams together again. Now you also have A.J. Dillon, who didn't really play much, so you don't have to really too much worry about A.J. Dillon. Play like five snaps. They're just getting them a little warmed up once the other two guys are gone, if they have to deal with them being gone. But still, Packers, Vikings, um, you know, it just Packers got up really quick, did really well. Uh, and then the Vikings kind of, you know, Vikings defense, man, I was telling people this defense is not good. It's not going to be good for a bit. It's going to take some time, you know, especially no Daniil Hunter. Uh, you know, Ngakwe's fine, but, like, you know, if you can't stop the run for anything, and then also you got Aaron Rodgers throwing balls against guys who are brand new in the NFL, like, there, there was going to be some growing pains here. I was not shocked. I was shocked that the Vikings were, were giving points to the Packers. Uh, and a lot of betting sites. That was one of my favorite one, uh, favorite plays if I was a gambler, which I am not. Um, one of the other calls that I made was the L.A. Rams over the Cowboys, by the way. Very close, but like I said, that right tackle situation kind of worrisome. Looney actually played a little bit better than I was expecting, so I'm not too much worried about that. But the right tackle, they need Leo Collins back. That's just going to be an issue for them going forward. Oh, by the way, Adam Thielen had himself a day for the, pa uh, for the Vikings. Galvin Cook did solid. Um, but that game got away from them. They just couldn't catch up at a certain point. Um, back to the Cowboys and the Rams. Robert Woods 
definitely a big part of that offense. Um, Cowboys, you know, Ezekiel Elliott was the main thing that looked good on that offense. Everything else was kind of all right. Like, yeah, Cooper did well. Uh, yeah, some of the play calling was a little weird. And, uh, you know, maybe some of it's a little bit of acclimating to uh, to a new head coach with Mike McCarthy. But Kellen Moore has been there for a while. Some of the play calling was a little questionable on the, the Cowboys' end. Uh, you know, I, by the way, L.A. Rams have a three-headed backfield, and one of the guys was never even mentioned over the summer by most people was Malcolm Brown, even though he was number one in the depth chart. Although people will tell you don't look at the depth chart. I don't know. Uh he was an interesting one to look at. He uh, he's not fat. He basically looks like a discount Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley now. But even still, he you know solid pass blocker, so they kept him on third downs. He'll get you the the, the short yardage stuff, so they'll you know he gets goal line carries. He had quite a bit. He was very much involved in that offense. Um, him and Cam Akers. No, Daryl Henderson or very little uh, view of Daryl Henderson. He's probably coming on. He still has that injury that he's dealing with. So we really don't know what this offense is going to be like going forward. It might be in a couple of weeks a totally different running back room. And uh, last thing was Cardinals 49ers. Um, wow. I, not a game. I mean, listen, Cardinals played well against the Niners last year, too. You know, Kyler Murray took the game on his back when nothing was working and ran the ball. And, by the way, he kind of, you know, some moments he looks like Darren Sproles playing quarterback. So, listen, that's how it is. It's actually kind of what he is and very good with it because it kind of makes him hard to catch when, you know, you can't see him hiding behind people. He's just that, like, elusive. So, I kind of like that about Kyler Murray. Um, DeAndre Hopkins showed up. I I kind of always thought DeAndre Hopkins would show up with this offense. Um, just big, you know, we've seen him do well before in weird situations. And we've seen him do it worse quarterback play, less timing with guys. You know, Deshaun Watson the one year, early Deshaun Watson career. So, like, I kind of felt comfortable with DeAndre Hopkins going here. I had no worries about him there. Um, overall, like... I'm still not a huge fan of Kenyon Drake, to be honest. So Chase Edmonds had a little bit of run in this game as well. Uh, 49ers-wise, Mostert got a, a touchdown. Um, Jerick McKinnon was very involved. Like I mentioned uh, last week on my waiver segment, you know, look at McKinnon because I do think eventually he might be a part of this offense. Um, again, uh, off, uh, wide receiver-wise, they definitely have some questions at wide receiver. George Kittle went down. Uh, in the first half, barely played in the second half, so you got to keep an eye on him. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I think he's, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he would be without Kyle Shanahan and a different offense and a different setup. I don't know. Um, all right, and that was all the games. Holy shoot, man, that was a lot of games. Let's touch on a little bit of week two waivers, and then uh, we can we can disperse, if you will, right? Uh, first off, I already mentioned the running backs before, uh, Malcolm Brown, Naeem Hines, Benny Snell, um, you know, Benny Snell got a little bit of run in last night's game, but keep in mind, James Conner might be back relatively soon, so I wouldn't spend a high amount of fab on him. Malcolm Brown might, Malcolm Brown and Naeem Hines might be the two guys I'm more keyed into as far as trying to grab, because Malcolm Brown, uh, you know, we already see him having a role, so we might see him continuing that role going forward, or he might be phased out eventually. Naeem Hines, no more Marlon Mack. He's kind of the pass-catching guy. We know Phillip Rivers likes pass-catching running backs, so, again, solid guy to go ahead and grab and pick up. Uh, Miles Gaskin, if you're in real desperation mode, you can go grab him from the Miami Dolphins. 
Uh, James Robinson, if he's not picked up in your league, go grab him. Jamal Williams, if you, you're desperate or you just want a guy who can get you, like, you know, 9 to 10 points a week at RB2 and you just don't want to lose at RB2, solid guy to pick up. Um, Peyton Barber, if you're in a really deep league, uh, you know, he did have some play with the Washington football team, did get the goal line carries. Uh, so, again, you know, these are more desperation plays. Benny Snow might be a short-term play. Uh, Receiver-wise, I think there's a lot of interesting guys at receiver. A couple of guys who I mentioned last week, Corey Davis, MVS. Man, I, I made the right call pre-week one for guys you should probably grab off your waiver wire, huh? Uh, Russell Gage saw a significant amount of targets. I think he's replacing Austin Hooper in that offense, not Aiden Hurst, uh, mainly because I just think that yeah, chemistry. That's what it is. You know, who's the next check down guy to go to? Who's the third guy in the reads? All right, I feel comfortable throwing to Russell Gage. He's kind of more of the gadget guy. He had, you know, 10 targets. That's a lot of targets. I think maybe that'll go down a little bit. Paris Campbell uh, showed up, uh, former second-round pick by the Indianapolis Colts. He had a significant role. Played really well. I kind of like what I saw from him. You know, Philip Rivers likes throwing to the, the, the slot guy, the intermediate route kind of deal. So I can definitely see him being heavily involved going further. LaVisca Chenault, uh, again, another guy who I, I talked about before. I loved him coming out of the draft. I think he's going to have a role in this offense. Um, yeah, Jalen Rager is a guy you maybe want to keep an eye on if he got dropped or, you know, because of the injury. MVS, Marquise Valdez-Scantling, talked about him last week. He's going to be the deep threat. They want him involved because they want a guy who could stretch the defense, even if he's just kind of only solid for them. They want a guy like him on the field at points because they want them to be afraid of the speed. So, because they want to be able to throw the deep ball, and we saw it last week. And we saw it Sunday. So, uh, some tight ends to look at. Dallas Goddard might be available in your league if you're looking for just a guy who's going to get you by. Um, he's definitely got the significant role in that offense. Um, Greg Olson, you could look at grabbing. He had a significant role. He's kind of like the third guy in targets on the uh, on the Seahawks uh, depth chart. You know, Carlos Hyde's over in you know Seattle. If you know, I don't know if you really want to grab Carlos Hyde as a back. You know, I don't know what's the upside in grabbing him as a backup, right? Um, yeah, and, and those are kind of like the tight ends I would kind of look at is maybe Greg Olson. Dallas Goddard, if they're available in your league. If you're in a really deep spot, maybe Jonu Smith. Definitely saw him very much involved in the Titans offense. So, they, you know, yeah, he didn't get the, the touchdown last night. That went to, was it Ferkser or the other tight end? There was like six tight ends last night on the Titans uh, depth chart, it felt like anyway. So, uh, quarterback-wise, quarterback's still a weird position. If Cam Newton's available, go grab Cam Newton. Uh, if he's not available, go grab Cam Newton. I'm kidding. Um... A couple of other dudes that you might want to look at going forward. I, you know, I don't know if I'd want to really have to start Baker Mayfield right away. I know, like, you know, Baltimore kind of made him look really bad. But he is playing the ball, uh, Bengals this week. I, I think there's going to be a bounce back for the Browns this week. And we'll get into that a little bit later in the week uh, as far as that goes. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking it out. Um, oh, Phillip Rivers. What am I thinking? Phillip Rivers, you know, he played well against uh, – uh, against well, he played well and he played not well. But I did play him in a lot of leagues, uh, at least DFS wise, and uh, actually one one very deep league. He was my starting quarterback. Uh, I would look into grabbing Philip Rivers if you know it, when you find the right. He's a good matchup guy for right now. Um, definitely had some electricity around him. Ty didn't really do much in that Colts game, by the way. It was kind of a weird situation. Jack Doyle got a little bit of play. You know, again, another tight end maybe to check out if you're really desperate at tight end. 
Um, and that seems about it, right? Uh, I, I wouldn't want to touch Tyrod. I wouldn't want to touch Joey Burrow just yet. Uh, as far as quarterbacks go, it's a weird year for quarterback because, like, it feels very deep. You know, maybe you feel okay with Gardner Minshew as a starter. I think, you know, you might want to look at the matchups on that one. You know, he's got a lot of interesting pieces around him. LaVisca Chennault, DJ Chark, James Robinson. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Like, follow, subscribe. You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch like that delicious drink you drink in the summer. And you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at B-R-O-J. I just said that. Um, I also have the other project I've been working on, Punk Law 101. That's coming back this week. I'm posting some uh, clips from that. And then finally, I think the uh, the last bit is check me out on Thursdays on uh, FaceTime with FaceMare. I'll put the link in the comments. Um, and I, I do my picks for the week over there. We all do. We'll see how I did this week. I think I actually made a couple of good calls this week as far as wins go. Um, I'd have to – I think I got most of them. I, I know a couple of them I did not get right, but most of them I did pretty well on. Um I was close on that Bengals call. If I had gotten that Bengals call, man, I would have been gold. Uh, I think people would have been all right on me. Anyway, uh, TTFN, ta ta ta. Like, follow, subscribe, rate, leave a review, comment below. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to be